welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. This is Natalina, your host for the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to be talking with Todd Tresseter on how to gain financial independence. I know this is something that a lot of us may be struggling with. How do we create a retirement fund? How do we make sure that we have a solid investment plan? So Todd is going to be breaking down just some of the basics today. He's really going to help us understand what we should be doing to at least start planning for our future and making sure we can gain independence financially. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hi, Todd. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us about yourself and what you do? Well, Todd Tresseter, my site is financialmentor.com. And where it came from, my background is hedge fund business, which is kind of the rocket science of investing. That's where I built my wealth. And so I'm a hedge fund manager turned uh, financial educator. So I decided I wanted to help normal people achieve extraordinary financial results. And I started developing a coaching business, which was just a little, it was always going to be a little boutique coaching business. It was never supposed to go really huge. Uh, I was just going to do some one-on-one coaching and the site was just the content marketing platform for it. And it kind of took off. Um, People saw a lot of value in the content and the coaching business long since sold out. I can't even accept clients. I stopped accepting clients a couple of years ago. Um, and so now I'm building out uh, Todd in a box, if you will. I'm putting the my knowledge into information products. And where it all came from was uh, I realized that the process of building wealth, that's what I help people do is I help people build wealth. Um, I realized the process is really a seven-step process. And so um, I figured I could put all those into products and it's working well. So that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. And the, all of it's advanced. So I don't do any of the basic stuff that you hear about a lot on the financial blogs. So I'm not a frugality blogger or 12 tips to save money or couponing or any of that. Um, all the stuff I do is really next level stuff. Uh, it's all about wealth building, advanced retirement planning, advanced investment strategy. So, I mean, this is, um, I mean, this is a huge topic and we could probably talk about it for a while. And I know that oftentimes a lot of people have a hard time with, um, just this idea of investing and how to build wealth and kind of what to do with their money, you know, as they're getting older and retiring and whatnot. I mean, what, what can you tell us to even begin to start? Or, I mean, I know you're a little bit more advanced, but do you have any just tips that can guide us in the right direction for any of our listeners currently? It's kind of funny because it's not a tip subject, right? In other words, you have to be careful with investing and wealth building because there's a certain amount of inherent complexity. And if people oversimplify it, it's like Einstein has a great uh, quote. He says, um, simplify, but don't oversimplify. Right. right? I'm, butcher- I'm butchering the quote. But basically, when you get into oversimplified advice in um, investment strategy, particularly 
uh, it's probably wrong, and because there's an inherent complexity to it. It's, you know, I, I always I always like to say that uh, investing intelligently isn't rocket isn't uh, rocket surgery or brain surgery. It's way more complex than that. Um, it's way more complex. It makes brain surgery just a downright science because you're dealing with uh, complexity of financial science, but you're also dealing with um, the reality that it's all driven by human supply and demand. In other words, human emotions play a huge role in it that, because ultimately your gains or losses are priced, which are determined by supply and demand for the securities. Um, so anyway, you know, I can't soundbite like, you know, three tips to become a brilliant investor. Um, that, that stuff doesn't fit the format. Um, so that's always one of the challenges with these with advanced investment strategy. Well, what would you say then is, um, I guess, the benefit of investing? I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, particularly women as well, um, that don't have any investments, that don't have any equity anywhere. Um, They probably don't even have a really great retirement plan. So for those of us that are kind of not on that track, why is it important to even begin to look at it? Well, ultimately, you can't be financially independent or financially secure without it. Right, because financial security or financial independence is ultimately defined as uh, cash flow from your investments exceeding your expenses. Right, so mm-hmm. that you have money from your investments to pay your bills, and so investing is critically, critically important. That's how you build wealth. That's how you compound wealth, and ultimately, you can't become wealthy without it. Because ultimately, all assets are investments, whether it's your own business, uh, real estate property that you manage or own, or uh, paper assets, which is most commonly what people think of as investments. So at what stage do you get your clients? So are you, do your clients come to you when they've already kind of built, um, you know, a large amount of savings and now they need something to do with their money? At what point do your clients decide that they need Todd's help? My clients come to me when they've been there, done that with all the traditional financial advice. um, And they realize that there's more to this game than they've been taught or told. And so that's typically when they come to me, they'll learn. I have a, I have a ton of free content on my website. I have a podcast. Um, I do a long format podcast where it goes really deep dive into really narrow subjects. And so people go into it and they go, oh, okay, you know, this guy really does know his stuff. And then they decide to learn more and more. I've got over a thousand printed pages of free content. So, I mean, I give away a ton of education um, just to try to build trust and help people out. So... Uh, but yeah, so my stuff's the advanced stuff, so they come to me after that. I want to clarify one thing we said earlier, Netta, that I didn't uh, explain properly. Personal finance is uh, really good for sound bites. So, you know, like insurance, right? You should always insure away those, ru- those risks you can't afford to accept. You know, or like how you manage your personal finances. You should uh, make more than you spend and invest the difference wisely. See, like I can sound bite all those things. Those are all personal finance. Um, and that can all be done very intelligently in, in sound bites and clean tips. What doesn't lend itself to sound bites is advanced investment strategy. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. So if, if we, we are starting off, if we are just starting off, what are some things that you can tell us? Is that something well, that you can share goal. with us? Are, mm-hmm. We have to presume a goal. Otherwise, so are you saying like if your goal is to be financially independent? Sure. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much pretty well a goal for the majority of our listeners um, and anybody that's, you know, in the or even stepping into the entrepreneurial world. A lot of times entrepreneurs, as you know, um, get into this career because they want, you know, um, financial independency um, before they're 65 
Um, and sure. so they, they want to achieve that. So for those of us that are kind of heading in that direction, what are some things that you can start us off with um, so that hopefully we could get to the point where, you know, then we're calling you and going from there in an advanced level? Sure, sure. So the, the, the starting point always, I mean, everything you need to know about wealth building can, can be said in one sentence, which is make more than you spend and invest the difference wisely, right? So there's three components to that you have to make more, you have to spend less, and then invest wisely, right? And each one of those could be a podcast in and of itself. Right. Um, but that, that in a nutshell is everything you need to know about building wealth. That's a wealth plan in a nutshell. Now we can deep dive a little further. We can go further into it. We can say, okay, there's some principles uh, in how it works in practice, right? So one of the principles is risk management. Um, you have to become very good at risk management because it's not how much you make when you win that's as important as how much you lose when you're wrong. And that's not just me making a statement. That's built into the math of how wealth compounds. Okay. Um, so risk management is an important principle. Another important principle that people can pay attention to is leverage. Now, leverage is interesting because it's kind of a misnomer. People, when they think of leverage, they think of financial leverage and they think of risk. But in fact, there's all kinds of forms of leverage that you can use to build wealth that actually can reduce risk while increasing returns. So, for example, right now you and I are doing knowledge leverage and technology leverage as well as network leverage right. with this podcast, right? And and none of those introduce risk. As a matter of fact, they reduce risk because you're able to leverage all these different resources to reach more people at a lower cost. Right. Okay? And so these are all tools you can use to build your wealth. So. You know, you've got the principle of leverage. You've got the principle of risk management. You've got core financial principles. I don't know. Was did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Just out of curiosity, Todd, um, I want to go back to your your first point, which was make more than you spend, and obviously invest the difference wisely. Everybody kind of has a different gauge on this, but when you say um, invest the difference wisely. I mean, what percentage do you, I guess, recommend or what percentage do you recommend, you know, putting, I guess, away in savings or not spending? You know, sometimes people say 10 percent of your paycheck or just curious to hear what you have to say about that. Well, okay, so I have a post on my site you can link to in the show notes. It's called How Anyone Can Can Be Financially Independent in 10 Years or Less. Okay. Okay. And in there, it goes through the math of that very question. So the answer to your question is it depends on how fast you want to be financially independent. Okay. Right. If you want to be financially independent really fast, you save more. If you're willing to spend your life working, you save less. Now, with that, there's a caveat. That's in the save and invest model. Okay. What I teach is there's what I call the advanced model, which is where you build wealth directly within your plan when that's using different assets. So typically the save and invest model, which is the presumed model whenever anybody talks about this stuff, right? Because nobody knows the other model. Um, But the presumed model is you go earn money somewhere else, right? You have a W-2 job or you're an independent contractor, you're a service professional, whatever your line of work is, you go earn money somewhere else, you spend that money, and then you take the amount that's left over after taxes and after your personal expenses and you save it, right? Fair enough? Yeah, okay. Okay, that's the standard model, and then you invest that. So the wealth is built outside of your wealth is created outside of your wealth building equation, then it's translated after tax into your portfolio. Okay. Okay. That's the standard model. There's another model, advanced model, where you use other assets like uh, direct ownership real estate or business entrepreneurs, like you and me. We're both business entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. 
And that wealth is built directly inside your plan. Those are what we'll call alternative assets. And you can grow the wealth directly inside the plan. Now, that has a variety of different advantages. It has tax advantages. It has uh, compound return advantages. I mean, it could go on and on. We could do a whole podcast just on the differences in those two models and the advantages. Talk a little bit more about the advanced model. Well, what exactly do you mean by be able, being able to build it within your um, within your like your company? Well, you build. So, for example, let's say you know I'm not that intimate with your. Let, let's use financial mentor as an example. Okay. Okay. In financial mentor, I can invest. I'm reinvesting profits from the business into developing the products. Right. Okay. Those products then magnify the revenue of the business as clients buy them. Right. And that grows the equity. I'm not taxed at any point on that. Not only, so if I take that money and I reinvest it in the business in terms of those products, the income that would have been taxable otherwise that I would have pulled out of the business stays inside the business, never gets taxed, compounds tax-free and grows additional revenue tax-free inside the business. Got it. Okay. Got it. Is it? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes that makes plenty of sense. Very now compare that to if I pulled that money out of the business, and this is a mistake a lot of people make, by the way. If I pull that money out of the business and then turn around and bought some stocks, right? Right. So let's say I pull it out and I pay, let's just ballpark it, 40% marginal tax on it okay. by the time all is said and done and all the different taxes. So now 60 cents on the dollar goes into a traditional paper asset portfolio and then that paper asset portfolio has strict mathematical limits to the growth. That's a whole other conversation we can have. Uh, traditional paper asset portfolios are governed by strict mathematical limits to their growth. Whereas when you're building wealth inside your plan with, you know, for example, business entrepreneurism or locally owned real estate, there are no mathematical limits to the rate of growth you can create. I find that um, the quickest way that I hear about others making investment is through real estate. Is that something that um, I guess that you um, like agree with, or something that you that you find is beneficial? Is a quick way to make investments is to you know invest in a property and then you know turn it over or sell it or whatnot. Well, one of the unique things about my teachings is I work with all three asset classes, right? So there's only three asset classes you can use to build your wealth. You can use paper assets, right? Traditional stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs that everybody talks about. Um, you can have direct ownership of real estate, which is what you just mentioned. And you can have business entrepreneurism, which is what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So those are the three asset classes. As you work with them more and more, you start to realize that there's a lot more crossover than most people realize. So for example, what you were just talking about with direct ownership of real estate, it's really half investment and half business because it has to be operated well because the value of the real estate is determined by the revenue that it produces. And that's determined by the operations, how well you operate it, how efficiently you operate it. It also has to be bought right. It has to be financed right. So each asset class has unique principles. And the key is to understand the principles of the asset class and connect them back to your specific skills, resources, interests, and abilities. Hmm. Okay, so what's unique about my teachings is that I don't have a right-wrong. Okay, like normally when you talk to somebody, they're going to say, oh, the key to wealth is real estate, right? right? And the next guy will say, the key to wealth is small cap stocks, and the next guy will say, no, 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 look at the data. Everybody builds wealth in their own business, right? Have you, right. Are you familiar with it? Yeah. Right? And so they all come down and they all have their viewpoint of this is the answer. And the fact is they're all wrong and they're all right. The, 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 the answer is what fits your wealth plan. It's unique to you. You have to figure out the specific asset classes that are going to work for your plan. So let me give you some examples real quick. 
if I have a high-powered attorney that's making half a million a year and he's got his practice, it doesn't make sense for him to become a genius at business entrepreneurism because he's already got high earning capacity, right? Yeah, exactly. So what he needs to do is become really efficient at translating that wealth over into both his paper assets and also preserving the wealth by probably owning the building that his practice is housed in. That would probably be enough for him to build wealth fairly rapidly. Right. That's unique to him. Yours will be different. Mine's different. It depends on the individual and their situation and what they bring to the equation. Okay, so let's let's um, let's backtrack just a little bit here, and let's go just a little bit more basic for some of the for some of the audience. For for those that let's say they're making, you know, I guess an average income of maybe sixty to seventy five thousand dollars a year. Let's just say, sure, and they want to begin this track of investment and they want to build wealth. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I just don't have the financial means. I'm barely making it. So where, what's the first step? I guess, where do they start? And I know you mentioned earlier, what the first thing is to figure out a plan. So when, I guess, when do you want to retire? How much do you want to, you know, invest with or retire with? So, right. But you're, I, I get that. Yeah. The first step is develop a plan, right? You have to develop your plan built around your resources, your abilities. But I think you're going a step further. You're saying, give me give me something that this person can hang on that would be part of their plan, right? Is that right. where you're going with the question? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the thing about the situation you gave, I need one more fact in order to do that. I need to know roughly their age, kind of ballpark age. Okay, well, our listeners are between 25 to 45, so let's say 35. Let's go right in the middle. All right, 35, you've still got good time. Okay, so if you're older, so let me go both directions here just so you can see where I was going. Let's say you are 55 okay. and you didn't have a lot of savings and you're making 60000 a year. Okay. Let me just be blunt. You're in trouble. Right. Okay. You, would, you have to move to very high leverage activities such as business entrepreneurism or certain strategies in real estate in order to, to pull a rabbit out of a hat because if you don't have a lot of savings and your income level is fairly low – um, and by fairly low, I'm not trying to be insulting, but at 60,000, 50,000, that's normally what most people and people in that income level are generally spending what they make. Right. Right. To support current lifestyle. Yep. So when I say low, I'm not trying to be insulting, but rather I'm trying to point out that doesn't result in tremendous savings. Right. So you're not going to save your way to wealth with that amount of time and that amount of income. And so you're going to have to go to higher leverage activities. Really, your only chance is business entrepreneurism. That's the only asset class where the principles would match your goals. Now let's go back to your example. At 35, you've got a little more flexibility. At 35, you could work on the savings equation. If you can start figuring out how to control your spending and you can start creating a gap, the key here is the gap, right? That gap that results in savings. If you, I would start first on the spending side to create the gap. Then I would go to the income production side and figure out how to increase your income level to further expand the gap. The point is the gap, and then you can go both directions, both on the reduced spending as well as the increased savings. And you can probably pull it off with a traditional plan. Given your age of 35, you've got enough years to pull it off. Now, if you want to oomph it a little, you want to give it a little more speed, you'd probably start looking at the alternative asset classes and adding them onto it. So normally somebody in that situation, I'd work with them where I'd say, let's get the, the traditional core plan in the background as a safety valve. And then let's add some stuff on top of it that might juice it and accelerate it a bit for you. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. 
Right, because when you're at a younger age, you have time, like you said, to do the traditional plan and then hopes to move to a more advanced plan, right? Like you start traditionally, you save, you do that. And then once you're at a, you know, a decent level, then from there you can kind of branch out. Exactly. What you're trying to do is get that time working for you. Mm, right? right. And so the quickest play, the quickest way to get pay dirt on that is go straight to the spending side because you can make immediate changes like in one month. Right. Right. In one month, you can make a significant change that will result in savings if you really are dedicated and you truly care about this goal. Right. Mm. Whereas raising income, that happens over a period of years. Right. You can start reinvesting in your career and your career skills. Um, go back, get some more education or reposition your job skills, study outside your work, whatever it is. Right. Right. But that's a process that occurs over a period of years, but it's certainly a target, but it's not the quick hit. The quick hit is go straight for the expenses. Right. That gets you the gap that gets time working for you. Then you go to the income side that further expands the gap over time. And then we start layering in the additional assets and seeing if we can get some direct ownership real estate in there that might work in your plans. For example, maybe you were thinking of buying a house. Okay, so this is how I'd, I, I would layer in the other assets, right? Maybe you're 35 and it's just you and your spouse and you're not planning on having kids. Again, I'm making up a scenario. Sure. And you guys have always lived in an apartment anyway and you're pretty happy with it. And so you say, you know, rather than us buy an expensive home for just the two of us, why don't we go ahead and get a fourplex? But that same money on a fourplex, it gives us three rental units plus now what are every all our expenses for living are tax deductible because we're the on-site management for the fourplex. Right. So everything we spend is now taxable. We're using our same resources, but we're using it much more efficiently to reach our goal. I love that. That you know that you. Um, I mean, obviously you you know what you're doing and you're an expert, but you've definitely broken it down. I think in a way that. Um, Many people can understand, even if they're completely unfamiliar with this idea of investing and, and really saving properly. And I think it's one thing that, you know, there, there are a lot of people, unfortunately, I know my parents were like this, um, where they just did not have a good hold on what it means to invest or save properly. And when they were 65 and, and getting that older age, they it was very difficult for them. They were still working. So, I mean, I think it's good that um, that you've been able to break it down in terminology that for some of our more beginning listeners are able to hopefully grasp, understand and begin to build something. Thanks. That's I, that's actually what I have a reputation for is I'm known for taking the really advanced financial stuff and making it understandable for normal people. That's that's awesome. Todd, thank you so much um, for sharing all of that. I'd love to jump into our power section. Sure. Can you tell us one book that um, that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would share with us? Interesting. Um, there's a, there's a couple books that come to mind immediately when you ask that. One is Essentialism by I, I can never pronounce his last name McKeown. Um, anyway, that's a the book is Essentialism. Really neat book in terms of anybody in the online lifestyle. It really helps you identify the key factors to success and to focus on them. Um, you know, the, the world today, there's more opportunity and more distraction than any of us have time for. And joy is not running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And so the idea here is how to get more done by doing less. Right. Right. Um, so that's essentialism by McKeown. And then the other one that I really like, um, anybody that wants to build wealth, anybody that wants to move their life forward, they're going to run into a thing called resistance with a capital R. Um, and the person's done the best job with explaining that I, I work with clients on, I run into it in my own life. Um, the person who's done the best job working with that is Stephen Pressfield in the book, the war of art. Hmm. 
All right. Thank you for those two. We'll make sure we put them in the uh, show notes. And, sure. and what's one thing that you've accomplished, Todd, that you're proud of? My website, you know, financialmentor.com. Um, interesting story on that. I wasn't always proud of it. I had been building it, creating it, and I was at my niece's wedding, and I had all these family members I hadn't seen for years and years and years, and they're coming up to me, and they're going, hey, Todd, I hang out at your website. Nice website, you know, and they're, like, complimenting me. And I noticed, you know, internal observation. I noticed I cringed inside. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not proud of my website. You know, like it was just this huge realization for me at the wedding. And so I spent like a year and a half working towards making myself proud of it. And so that that would be what I'd say. Wonderful. And are there any routines that you have um, that help you get a positive rise in your life? Maybe something you do every morning or a daily routine? Yeah, so my wife and I alternate workout days every other morning. Um, so, you know, we, I have the, I go for my morning run. Usually it's a run. Um, depends on the season. Sometimes in the summer when it's nice and warm, I'll do uh, uh, road cycling. But um, so we alternate workout days. And then the other day, you know, we make breakfast for the kids and get them off to school. And that way we can both stay in shape and it just gives a nice start to the day. And then uh, gives me a clear head for a couple days. I love that. I love that idea of, of alternating days. Um, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about, Todd, that maybe one last piece of golden nugget that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, you know, the thing I think people need to realize is it's not that hard to become financially independent. It's no harder than just leading your normal life. You just have to reprioritize and rearrange how you allocate your scarce resources of time and money. Um, if you do it with great awareness um, and you just work at it, it's no more work than just living life. And you can produce an amazing financial result that is, tra- transforms your life. And so I just want people to know it's really doable. Um, definitely this, this episode, I think, has probably provided a lot of encouragement. And um, for those that are listening that maybe feel like it's not doable. So we really thank you for your time here, um, Todd. How do we stay connected? How do we support you for those that are a little bit more advanced that are listening that kind of want to get in touch with you? What's the best way of reaching you? Well, the hub of everything I do is financialmentor.com. That's the website, financialmentor.com, all one word. Um, And you can find access to the social media outlets from the website. But basically, you know, the website's my focus. Uh, I give away... Like I said, I've got probably a thousand printed pages of free content, educational content, uh, real detailed stuff. Again, but I simplify these complex topics. Um, I've got uh, probably the largest collection of financial calculators on the internet, short of people who sell them. Um, and so that's on the site, all free to use. I give away a free book for new subscribers, 18 essential lessons of a self-made millionaire. And I give away a free course, 52 weeks to financial freedom. And no, you won't get rich in 52 weeks, but it will give you the framework. It'll touch on a lot of topics we talked about and it'll go into like detail on a lot more. Um, and that's free for subscribers on the site. And then also for people that found what we did interesting, there is a course on the site. It's step three of the seven steps to seven figures uh, curriculum. And that course is the only course that's available right now. Um, so, um, you know, as of recording in 2017. So uh, if people are interested in what we talked about, they can get, you know, more in the course. Wonderful. Again, Todd, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the show, Netta. 
I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. If so, please share it with your friends and your family. You can post it on social media and just help us spread the word. We would really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, you can head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and let us know how we're doing. You can leave us a review and a rating of the podcast because we would love to know how we're doing and we want your help to be better. Plus, this really is one of the best ways to support our podcast rise up for you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Podcast Directory, Blueberry, and of course, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you can check out all of the show notes and listen to the podcast on the website. Thank you again for tuning in to Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.